in 1984. It's, it's, this is the Dave the show. The Dave show. The show about Dave. The show about Dave. I think we need to drink to Dave. Let's get an image of Dave. Mm. Handsome young lad. Oh, what you drinking today? Same thing you drank? Yeah. You drunk last week? You take you, you taking the cap? Aren't off we gonna there? clink? Oh, sorry. Are you gonna do a fake drink? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't drink of it. Dude, we're 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 getting savvy. We're we're clink. We're, we're uh lift. Separate, separate my lips. Mm. You know we we're getting creative with this this show because we're broadcasters now. Yeah, we are. We're hellcasters. Whoa. But today we're heaven casters. Speaking about casters, didn't you play this song on your Stratocaster? I sure did. I remember Griffith said, what, what's up with that Eric Clapton lead you did? And I was all proud. Was this, now speaking about Dave, so this is the Dave show. Was this, this was or was not the first song you ever wrote with Dave? Uh, not this one. Not this oh. one. Oh, this is, what's this called? This is called Dave's Blues. I got a feeling I've been heading down for good. I got that feeling I ain't never gonna do the things I should. I caught in this world Heaven sent the help is this Feeling grace since my black went white Yes means no and no means yeah I do believe I find I need a savior last I never saw that need before but now That time has passed no ifs, ands, or buts. This old world has kicked my
was singing a little uh, Fats Domino song. Hey, La Pa. He used to play it in New Orleans, you know, years and years ago. And he'd get the band, you know, he'd go, Hey, La Pa. And I'd go, Hey, La Pa. Hey, La Pa. Hey, La Pa. Benimosha. You know, it's a Creole kind of New Orleans jump boogie thing. Nice. Hey, so hey threw it in. we'd be remiss if we didn't <clears throat> just yes. trumpet the the valuable work over the years and just the the ever-present inspiration that is our brother, Mr. Mark Harmon. That's right. Well, we got to have – you can't have a Dave show without Mark because – I don't even think we talked enough about him in the last show. He's going to get his own he was show. Such a, he He's, was such a big part of what we did in the last show. Too. Well, you know what? Mark's going to get his own show, and we are going to deliver the goods with Mark. He may take up two whole shows. Yeah, we may have to do a whole Mark week. A Mark month. The dude, heck with it. Let's do heck a whole, with him. Let's do a whole Mark quarter. <laughs> All right. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about Dave enough, and uh, we're going to give that dog his due today. He, Dave. Uh, when I first met Dave, he was a teenager. He was uh, came to me, uh, wanted to. I was giving guitar lessons at the church, and he oh. just signed up. He was very polite, very respectful. Um, when I'd go out and do little gigs around town, he'd show up with his parents, you know, and I thought, these are really nice people. So, uh, you know, he wanted to learn so many things, and he was really into rock. You know, he was listening to, like, Carrie Livgren and Kansas and a lot of stuff, but, you know, technically it was just you know, kind of kicking his butt, but he was technically pretty good. And I went, Dave, you know, all this new music that's happening right now in the 80s is kind of cooler than what you're listening to, and you're already technically above it. You're already there and above it. So why don't I turn you on to some new things, and then you'll feel better about yourself. So I did. I started playing in the Smiths, stuff like that, and he learned everything that Johnny Marr ever played, and he learned it perfectly, and it was great. So... Once I ran out of stuff to show him on guitar, I just said, well, now what do you want to learn? You know, I've showed you everything I know. And he says, well, teach me how to write songs. And I go, I don't think I've ever done that, really. So I said, why don't you bring in an idea next week, and we'll just fool around with it. I'll let you watch me fool with an idea. Because that's how I write. If someone gives me a start, I'll, it'll inspire something. So he brings in this thing, and it goes like this. <laughs> That's cool. And then his, his chorus. You know, that's all he had. So I went, well, that chorus is cool. It's a little boring. I said, uh, what would you do, though, if you had a, uh, if you took the bass and you worked against that? So if you went... And I said, and so we played that together. And I said, listen to what a creative bass line will do to just a simple chord change. And and I song, you know, I'm the bells are kind of going off in the back of my mind. You know, I, I, I was fighting it because this, this is my student. He brought in his first idea, and and I'm going, God, this is you know, this is actually cool. It's like so I, 
<clears throat> I'm Mike Rowe. I can actually take this so, and use it. Well, you're getting ahead of me, but that's essentially what happened. I went home, and I was really pissed off at somebody, and I wrote this whole angry song. It's a very angry song about not being able to forgive someone for doing something, you know. And then I brought it in. I said, look what I did. I said, I, I, I was angry, and I wrote this. Now, check out, you know, this melody that goes over your chords and everything. So we played it, and, of course, he was blown away, and he... He said, that's great. I'm going to use it for my new group, you know, because he was doing a thing with uh, the singer from First Strike. Oh, wow. And they had a duo, you know. And so, and then I had to have the talk. I said, Dave, well, check it out, man. I said, you can do that. I said, that's great. But I said, this song has, I think, reached a level that I was not anticipating. And I would very much like to introduce it to the 77s. I think this is worthy of that. And I said, think of what that means for you. You, you would actually now not just be taking lessons from me, but you, now you're contributing to our thing, you know. And he was a little, you know, kind of like, oh, you know. But he eventually relented. And it became one of the most, you know, uh, iconic, iconic tunes of our catalog. Nice. And this was the first of many. And the writing process remained the same the whole time. Like, he would come up with chord changes and some guitar lines, hooks. And it just fed me enough, you know. I was pissed off at a lot of people back then, so I had a lot to say. You know, it really helps when I'm either pissed off or brokenhearted. Let's play this thing, then. <laughs> okay, That's a good so, place to stop. All right, so, okay, so let's see. Uh, all right, so... Say you're sorry, I can't give over it. I said I forgive you, but I can't get over it. You say you learned from this mistake, I can't get over it. I should be giving you a break, but I can't.
I still like it. And I apologize for the obnoxious lead singing. No, you know, it's got to be we've, done. We've had complaints. We've had complaints. There's no lead. You know. But, you know, they really, really stepped up when, it, when Mike came and played with us. Because all of a sudden know. it's like, you know, believe me, now it, there's leads. Well, it's a daunting thing to now go back to not playing with him. Except that what we replace it with is our stupid banter, you know. The banter is important because when you have a third guy, you, the banter is all about that guy. Dude, you have to know your strengths. That's right. And our strength is saying stupid stuff. And speaking about our strengths and our stupid stuff, we want to say hello to our buddy <laughs> and producer, <laughs> Mr. Chris, Chris Harold. I, I didn't plan it. I didn't plan it. It just fell into my lap. I had to take it. It's a thing. It was an opportunity to speak. Speaking about speaking. Okay, so so this so what happened was Dave. Uh, eventually, I said, you know, and I Bill Harmon, Mark's brother, lead singer of the Strawmen, was also my student at the time, and Bill hit a similar impasse with me as far as me kind of running out of stuff to show him. I said, you know what, you, you guys need to you need to be with other guys and jam and form a band and use these ideas because. I can just keep putting information in your head. you got to go out and do it. So I, I put Dave and Bill together. I gave them their numbers. They exchanged, immediately hit it off. Before long, Mark Harmon, Bill's brother, was brought into the discussion. But he lived in uh, San Rafael or something like that. So had you, Santa nev Rosa. you never had met Mark? This was, no, this is I had the, never this met is the him. I met Mark story. Yeah, and so okay. they bring Mark down, and I meet him, and he's got this big grin and, you know, all Southern charm and... And they hand me a cassette that Mark did. Said, listen, to here's some demos that Mark did by himself. And I listen, I'm going, oh, my God. You know, it's like, you know, like he, he had all the talent he has now, right? He was playing all the parts, drum program, bass sounds, guitar sounds. And I'm going, this guy is a, a mega talent, right? So I said, you guys are going to have no problem having a band. So they started this thing. And Jimmy Abeg helped him a little bit. They built a studio in Bill's garage, you know. And they formed this group called the Strawmen. They printed up some cassettes, and they took them to Cornerstone and I think played a gig out there. Maybe they just sold them at our table. I don't remember what happened. I don't but know. But Dave was, in, was Dave in the band yes, at that Dave time? Yes, Dave was in it. Oh, so, okay, you skipped how Dave got in the band. So oh, our happened? band. No, yeah. he wasn't in our band yet. Okay. So, um, was he on the road with you as oh, a tech? So I, yeah, then he became my guitar tech, you know. And so we went from lessons to helping me do my guitars. And 
And that was a good period because he learned how to road. He learned how to, you know, the deal. You yeah, know? I remember being around you guys and kind of like <clears throat> one of the first, you know, bands that had a guitar tech. Yeah. That he was, I knew was you. It's he was like, extremely it was like, valuable. Like, this guy works for this band and he's like, and he was like, he's handling all this guy's He was stuff. great. He was a hard worker. He yeah, did everything right. And it was Dave was a real blessing. We became best friends for a long time during that period. So eventually Bill decided he didn't want to do it anymore. So they unpacked all of his studio and moved it to Dave's bedroom, right? Oh, and that's how the and mom's he, sewing room. Right, because next to his bedroom was a sewing room his mom had. We'd run cables in there, and we'd do vocals in there, mic the guitar amps. And so we just, you know... So what happened was, is at that point, uh, Mark Tootle and, and had left our group, and uh, Jan moved to Nashville to manage Charlie Peacock. So now we had, they had half a band, I had half a band. But I had all these tracks, you know, the Sticks and Stones stuff and 88, all that stuff is in the can. I said, look, I've got all these records I want to put out. I need a band. I said, why don't you guys come join us, and we'll just do a new 77, support all that music, and we'll have a group. And, and in the back of my mind, I'm going, I got what I wanted all along because the straw men was better than what we were doing. Font of talent. Of yeah, I'm, I'm listening to it. They were excited about everything. There was a good vibe, a lot of good energy around the music. And I went, you know, after all the negative vibes that, you know, the sevens were having. Yeah, and you, they just, were, you, you got every last drop out of that. Everything. So Musically. Aside and moved new guys in. Yeah, we just basically started over. <laughs> and it was such a great thing. I mean, we started doing tours. You know, we got that deal with Broken Records, put out Sticks and Stones. It was mm. a massive success. So we were on our way. So that was the second wave. And Aaron was still around. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. he decided to hang in. He was busy. He was touring a lot. He was touring with Michael Card and a million other people. But when he was in town, we'd played. And, you know, he contributed on the albums and everything. So... But he wasn't as present as he was previously. Now it was kind of like the three of us were sort of doing it, and Aaron would come in, you know, and add his thing. So it was good. I mean, we got two really good albums out of it. We got Pray Naked, and we got Drowning with Land in Sight. So for a while there, we had a pretty cool group. It took a while to find a groove, though, you know, because I was so used to the other four. And Aaron was always in and out, so finding a groove on stage, that sound that you get when you play all the time, that took time. And by the time we got it, it was over. <laughs> so so these guys had done their album, that was when they did the album At Home. Yeah, they so did in that. In their studio. Right. And they had a bunch of songs. Right. That kind of launched their their thing, their, their right. uh, boutique. And they were doing career. really well with that. And, I, and so not you know not wanting to kill the goose that laid the golden egg, I said... You know, a couple of these tunes would be really good for our for seventy seven. Now, did you record some stuff on the at home record? Were you, no, okay, I so had nothing to do with it. So, so basically, you just you just grabbed a couple of their songs. We took and their masters and just you know added a new drum program that Mark did. I added some more guitars. I sang the vocal, but basically, it's the Strawman tracks on the on Deep End and Phony Eyes. Let's go there. Let's do those, okay? So let's see. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I can. You know, one could probably tell that this wasn't originally your song. <laughs> right. Okay. So, there we go. Winter's rain. It's got it always that messes me up. Smears the neon window 
it's we have it together in our minds for sure. But boy, let me give you that chord. Bringing it out on the stage. Da, na, na. Yeah, I know. Da, 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 da. So if I went like this and went, then you got it. I played it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, so another one from that time. <sighs> this uh, is off the home. At, yeah. Or, or at, at, at home. home sessions, but didn't make it on the at home record. Or it, did, no, it's on the at home so record. These songs are on the at home record. In fact, and they got. Played. Yeah, when I sent these to you in that email, I, I made sure to link you to these so that you could actually hear the originals. Well, I, you know. Did I, it all sound the same? Just I, all kind of sounds the same. I have, you know, I have the confidence to know that. You don't need to listen. I already know it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to come up here and, you know. And just wing it. Just. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do, folks. Yeah. It's way more creative than having it all worked out. So, let's see.
Wasn't there supposed to be an ending? I don't know. It's like... (laughs) There it is. Yeah, we used to have this whole thing worked out. And you could hear Bill go, Hey! I don't. Uh, I don't have any. I don't think we ever played that. You're wrong. I know we played it. We played it on stage. No, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, but we have. All I ever remember playing in our iteration is Deep End. Yeah, we did Deep I think End. That's it. Well, I think we tried this, and it was, you know, it of course failed miserably, but we tried it. I mean, you'd be I pr- surprised. I probably had the vocal nailed for the chorus, and then when we came to play it, I didn't do it. Like like today, wait. You did? Did you do it? I hope. Well, you I kind of got it at the end. But you know, the thing <clears> is, is that 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 is the history of of our iteration was working up a bunch of these things that had vocals, and then we'd go out and play them. And then, and then and you'd look back at me, and I'd be kind of going, nah, right. I don't know. I'm and not Mark's doing it tonight. Coming up to the mic, and Mark's mouthing it, or he's, oh, what's he got in that scar? <laughs> See, the thing is, Mark Harmon has probably the loudest speaking voice I've ever heard on a man. And he can project his voice, you know, as loud as he would want to. But when he goes to play live, you know, we're well, all he, ready. We got all the he's parts. He's using dynamics, man. He's yeah, just, he's but, just, he's just, but he's he's shy on he's stage. He's feathering it he in, bro. Little, he gets shy a little he's bit. He's just layering it. Yeah, but it is funny because I I definitely, it took me a long time to like actually, you know, we'd work on things and be like, like man, you got this. I'm like totally, I totally have it. And then we go out and play and. I'd be like, man, no, man. It's never easy. It's just to too do tiring it. to play drums and sing. Forget Shh. it. You're good. You got it. <laughs> Why do you think these big time bands, after so many years, start hiring backup singers or backup drummers? That too. Yeah. Didn't didn't the Police have two chicks on that last? What was the last album they did? The really big because Stewart just wouldn't sing the backgrounds. I don't know, but it got to a point where they just hired people. You yeah, know, of course, the new Genesis tour where Phil Collins is sitting down. They've got background. There's two chicks now. They're doing the chicks. Of course they do. What do you, you know? What, are, are you surprised by this? No, it's just you know. It's so. Why don't we get a couple chicks? Why don't we do that? We'll just have them stand back there, and they'll, you know, they'll do all their thing, and you know, shake and dance a little bit. I know there's. You some guys want to see that? I know you, there's. You some guys that, into it? There's some that do zoom. We could probably have a screen over here and just always zoom in extra players and people. Well, 
we've talked about this, the reality is probably a little bit more difficult than it's doable. It'd be fun to do as an experiment. Well, we we know some chicks that can really do it too. So. Do you? Of course. All right. Well, next time we'll, we'll have the chicks. We'll show. see. Okay. So. Um, okay. All right. So anyway, by the time we got to Pray Naked, Dave was in the band. Mark was in the band. We had to do a new album. We had a record contract. We built a studio. I mean, we were going places. So the first thing we did was we did a bunch of demos. And this one, uh, we had two songs that kind of had a Roy Orbison sound. One, we ca- one was kind of sad, one was kind of happy. The sad one became Kites Without Strings. Okay. The happy one, we never could come up with a title for it. Um, Great title. So we just kept it Happy Roy, you know. And people have wondered what it meant and all that. And I'm just going, it doesn't mean anything, you know. So uh, That's the see. secret to this. So you want me to start with my, you know, you've gone away. That's uh, if Roy was doing it, that's how you sure. do it. I'll never be the same. Maybe time will heal the wound or time could tear apart the love. Wrong chord, but it's legal. In our hearts, so far we've strayed.
Wow. <laughs> I, was a, I have these things all mess, mixed dude. up. I know. I, 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 I'm reading that. I'm going, dude. But yeah, but you didn't have to sing what was but those, wrong. Those are the words from film. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had them, I got I had them backwards. I'm reading them. I'm you. going. I'm sitting there going. <laughs> no, it's like I'm looking ahead going, oh, no, oh, no. Use your Tibetan memory trick. It's not like going, I don't know the song. I'm reading, I'm going, you say film at 11 in this song? Ah! <laughs> I'm going, man, you guys were like, you guys were like, more like this, you're, you were laying some kind of deep traps in your lyrics, you know? <laughs> I was thinking it would be the next question, like, oh, did you come up with the song film 11 after, oh. after, film 11 after... Having had that as a line in that song. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh, now I gotta play this. Oof. Anything important to remember about what I'm supposed to do here? Well, I don't know. I mean, did we rehearse this? No. <laughs> I don't think so let's we just did. do it. Um, just a reminder these are all David Lenhart compositions. Yeah, <laughs> we respect them. And we're respecting so. them by murdering them one after another. <laughs> well, we don't play these songs that often because they're hard. And they're Dave compositions, so we didn't want to have the have the the uh, audacity to assume that we just could do them, them perfectly because yeah, yeah, because they're really things that no, Dave we got to screw do. them up because yeah. then it proves that without Dave we're nothing. Right, I mean, we're, we can't we're, do we're, this. We come short of the glory. Yes. So, Dave, wherever you are, if you're out there watching this, uh, just scratch it. We're we're doing the best we can. I mean, people are just being awash, virtually awash in your creativity tonight. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, no. Okay, let's do it. Um, I'm going to do it in the uh, family key. I was going to play it on the Martin, but I'm, I'll just sing falsetto. We actually oh. did VSO the tape for the chorus on this. I could not hit these notes. Really? Yeah, remember the days of uh, variable Speeding speed oscillator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, well, they have that. It's... I finally figured out how to do it in logic. It yeah, took me about have, like fifteen years. Computer right? can do it. I figured easily. it out. <laughs> okay, so so we're um, how's this thing? Go ahead, go ahead, start it. Sing along at home if you know this. No control.
your ending that just escaped me. And this is testing my patience. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's not you. It's no, it's me. I know. It is you. But no, what's testing my patience is the fact that <laughs> these are what I call the avoidables. These are some like of the if best we, songs we have. And if we, we just it, put a note on it that it ends there, or just go over the endings. It's not the endings, man. <laughs> Mike, Mike. It's not the endings. Your songs, these are some of the best songs, but your endings are terrible. Yeah, the endings, I thought that ending was cool. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it's a great ending. No, it's the middle. It's the beginning, the middle, and the, you know. The pre-ending. Yeah, the a very challenging song. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. I know you love it. Um, and we just... We, we just we just did we that do to what you. we we just did it to you and but remember when we do it to you we're doing it to ourselves. That's what you got to remember about this whole show. That's all you can ask that, for. You know you have to listen to it. <laughs> you have to listen to it. You choose to listen to it, but we have to live with it. <laughs> what more can be said? What more could be said after that? Yeah, I mean. This is you can you can walk away from this man. We no, we live with yeah, this. Yeah, this man. has we this, go, this stays on. We us. walk away from this and we just go, man, what did we do up there? Well, now we're going to get to the let's this. All right. All right. So the saga of that 77s ended in in 1994. Aaron moved to uh, Nashville and went on a, uh, a very uh, successful tirade of touring with Michael W. Smith, people like that. Dave, on the other hand, found a Fraulein and married her and moved to Atlanta. I haven't seen him since. He used to tell the story about he went looking for his pet rat or something like that. What? Do pet I remember, rat? Do you remember that story? No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he used to tell it every night on the road. A pet rat? Yes. Dave lost his pet rat and went looking for it or something like that. He used to tell a story like that. Please, why? If you remember any of this, please go and please let us know. Well, Dave never had a pet rat. Oh, I know. I, I, your story was complete. Oh, it was to cover the fact that he left us for a girl. Is yes, that what it was? Th that's the whole oh, thing I, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so Dave had a pet rat. Let me see. I can make it up on the spot. And oh and he lost it. It got away. And Chris, he. And really you know how rats, guy, I think that, you know, it came from like Georgia. You know, the sh we went to the pet store and they said, we got those from Georgia. They ship them. In so, a truck. So Dave <laughs> moved all the way to Georgia and settled down to try to find his pet rat. And instead, he found a girl. So, th so this whole story now just emerges out of you when one moment ago you just had no idea. I just what made I was it up. About. Well, I don't have any memory of doing that. But that is a that's cool. That's a good way to cover. Oh, you, you appreciate the idea of the story I do appreciate you used to tell. It. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, no, because I remember we had people that were kind of critical of that. Because oh, we've they always were. had. You were always yeah his wife yeah you've always been a kind of a, a kind of a poster child for the for the controversy drawing ire yes. yeah not meaning to but you know I don't like to I don't mean to offend but sometimes you know the offense comes so a anyway. certain location in Illinois comes to mind but we'll, oh gosh. But, but that can yeah we, that, we can that save that for another time but uh, all right so anyway uh, all this time you know time goes on. Bruce joins the Time band. Passes. It becomes a trio. We we go in a completely different direction musically and in every way. Meanwhile, in the back of everyone's mind is the straw man. You know, it got left behind. Bill starts writing songs again. He writes this whole cycle of songs, 
and they're demoing their they put together this whole album of demos right dave and, and bill yeah and so and mark, and mark was yeah, on yeah, okay, it okay yeah and so we had it on our one of our tours i remember it was in the van we oh, were okay. listening to those and you were just going dude this is like we got to do you know we got to do something about this this is like the best thing ever and i go i know right so eventually dave came back to sacramento set up mom's sewing room again and we were started to record and then we got you on the drums and i think in one day maybe two days you laid all the tracks yeah, I think, for the yeah, drums I think it was like one day mark got the bass on mark, and then and mark mixed the just mixed the joy out of that thing man he did great on it he didn't mix it <laughs> he didn't no that's ralph i thought mark mixed it no ralph mixed it really yeah Mark, what <laughs> <You laughs> he lied? <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so beautiful. I thought it was Mark's. I love no, that he lied was, about no, it. No, but Mark, no, Mark sure was the didn't. Mark was the genius at the helm of that. Yeah, Mark really drove the train. I mean, yeah. I, I just remember spending two years overdubbing all a bunch of electric guitars on it. Yeah, it took the... you two years, and it took me one day. <laughs> That's like every album we've done. Just go listen to That's the. That's like album Holy and... Ghost Building. Yeah, just go listen to the album and make your. Just make your decision about what his two years. All right. Well, we're wasting a lot of time. You know, I think before we do this, we should hear from the man himself. Dave. Dave, where are you? Come in, Cairo. Hey, it's Dave Linhart. It's me. Dave himself. In the flesh. How's it going, Dave? Not too bad. Just been hanging out. So, uh, some of the folks want to know where exactly you are in Atlanta. You're not in Atlanta, right? No, we are uh, west of Atlanta in a little town called Carrollton. Carrollton? College town. What's it called? Carrollton? Yeah, like my mom. Like your mom. Your mom's name's Carol. That's right. It's her town. That's awesome. Has your mom, well, this is a dumb question, but has she been out to your place? Uh, yeah, yeah, once or twice. They yeah. they came out here when uh, we bought the house and moved in and helped us set up everything. I seem to recall sleeping there more than one time. Yeah, I think you have been here, actually. Well, I've been there several times, but I've actually slept over a few times. Yeah. Kind of trashed your bathroom and everything <laughs> yeah. else. It's still, the scars are still there. So, uh... Well, uh, yeah, we're in the middle of this show uh, featuring all of your tunes. And I just got to say, you know, it's like when we do one here and there kind of offhandedly, I'll just say, well, it's a Dave Lenhart composition, you know, the standard thing. (laughs) But when, when we're doing like a whole gaggle of them at once, it's overwhelming to me uh, the the contribution that you've made songwriting wise. And of course I explained to everybody how, how our writing partnership got started, but then to take it from there into the straw man and all of that stuff, uh, we're just, Bruce and I are blown away. I mean, (laughs) I had a chance to re-listen to saving faded dreams, the album again. And every time I hear it, I just go, this is one of the greatest lost pop classics of all time. I mean... Well, I appreciate you guys highlighting it. That's really cool. Yeah, I wish more people knew about it. I mean, you know, it came out and just sort of... You know, it's sort of been bubbling under the Hot 100 for 20 years, but 
<laughs> I'm yeah, happy I, to do anything to get people to recognize what a great piece of art it is. Well, you know, when I wrote a lot of that stuff, I really had it in my mind that it would take two or three people to play the songs, all the different layers of parts and things. So it's it's a tough thing to play just by yourself uh, to try to cover all the different little nuances of the of the riffs. Uh, so, me, yeah, I'm, yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to tackle it by myself, even though I know it. <laughs> we're only doing it because we love you. We love the songs and it's what the people want to hear. Yeah, that's right. It's what they want. Well, there actually has been some chatter with uh, Mark and Bill that we may try to put out an EP. And then when uh, touring kind of becomes a, a, a reality again, we may actually try to hit the road. That's that's a miracle to me and uh, yeah, i mean if it happens it'll be amazing but everybody's on board and if well, we can make it happen then well what we should do is do it all together because uh you may remember the 2006 debacle where we played up in grass valley and then in oh, Eugene, yeah. and uh that video is online and every once in a while i'll check in on it and go wow we really did a good job nailing that stuff <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we probably could do even better if we, uh, you know, did more shows and. Well, yeah, I had more time uh, to do it. Yeah, so yeah, I'd be that'd be great. I mean, it would make sense for us all to do her together. Um, I'd love to get Vector out there too, and that'd be like a complete, you know, show. <laughs> wow, that's 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 so ambitious that I don't even want to think about it. But, yeah, it's uh, pro probably it's a, a little uh, too much to think about at this point. But you know, if we can make it happen, that'd be really cool. It's a beautiful dream. Well, just to get out there at all ever again is for me yeah. be a miracle. You know, it's, do you realize that in this coming spring, it will have been five years since we toured with you with 77? I didn't think it was that long. That's I crazy. know, it's crazy. That was fun. That last tour was really fun. It really was. And there's some good films of it on, on YouTube. Um, I've seen a few clips. Good, especially Happy Roy, man. We really played <laughs> that one great. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, so are you still out there filming African safaris and stuff? So what, what's what been your latest sort of activity? Well, mostly I've been doing a lot of audio production. Uh, I've got a friend that I'm helping him record a record and I've been playing on it and mixing it. And it seems like it's taken forever because uh, it's just, it's hard to fit it in between all the other stuff, but hopefully it's going to be finished before Christmas. Uh, and I've been doing um, the broadcast audio for a large church in Northwest Atlanta. Um, that's actually kind of fun. It's like working in the studio every year, or I mean, every day. Um, you know, it's kind of a real controlled environment. You're not dealing with room acoustics. So I really enjoy it. Everybody else is afraid to do it, but I, I like it. You know, it's fun. Cool. Do you still do the photo booth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're actually doing a bunch of Christmas parties this year. I think everybody's uh, all excited to kind of get back together. Things are fairly loose out here. So we're I think we're doing four different Christmas parties this year. So, so our fans don't know about that. But Dave and his wife, Lisa, actually have an old time photo booth. The ones that were at the carnivals or at the boardwalk yeah. where you walk in there and you get yourself and it takes four goofy pictures. Yeah, yeah. And so out. you just bought one and you just cart this thing around to places. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Exactly. What a we actually, Well, you know, we actually saw one at Brooke Sizemore's wedding and we'd never, yeah. I mean, I knew what a photo booth was, but we had never like seen it at a wedding. We thought it was so much fun that we decided to do it ourselves, start our own business. But that was actually Brooke 
who kind of inspired that. So was it, did it end up more uh, of a pain in the butt than you thought, or is it fun? No, it's a lot of fun. I get worried that it's going to be really great, you know, that I want it to be really great. So I get nervous before we do an event, but it always turns out really great. Everybody has a good time and love it. So it's, it's you know, worst day golfing kind of thing. Um, so what kind of maintenance do you have to do on it to keep it from breaking down and things like that? Um, not too much. It's it's pretty pretty bulletproof. It's all computer based. So as long as the software runs and the the camera clicks off, it's it's pretty much takes care of itself. I've never had a catastrophic uh, problem, so it's it's pretty easy. Do you it's have fun. a local a local guy that would come out and service it if need be? No, no. I get it's all my own thing. Wow. Self contained. I mean, the software has support, but the booth itself is all my problem. Well, that sounds like uh, quite an event. I would love to go to one of these things sometime just to watch you guys do it. it it's crazy. It's really a lot of drunk people and crazy <laughs> kids. Yeah, I mean, we have stuff get knocked over, drinks spilled on the boas, and it's it's really fun. You guys have, you, you have some guy coming up to you with a $100 bill saying, you guys are great, here's $100. Yeah, yeah we've actually gotten like $100 and $200 tips. Awesome. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. I have to bring it to a show sometime. You should. That'd be a great gag. That'd be a great gimmick for a tour. I could do a green screen, you know, get your picture with Mike Rowe and have you in the back, you know, <laughs> doing this thing. <laughs> so are you playing guitar uh, uh, like in public anywhere? No, uh, mainly recording with my friend, you know, working on his record and, you know, an occasional gig here and there, but nothing consistent. Uh, a lot of, you know, playing to the walls in my room. You know, trying to keep well, the looks like up. your walls are set up there. You've got your guitar and piano and all your stuff. Yeah, got, got my little rig. That is way more organized than my current. I will not pan this thing around. To well, show you I was going to say, I've got mine positioned just right to cover all the junk that's piled up on either side. Totally. So, yeah, I've got stacks of papers everywhere. Well, we certainly don't want to exhaust the man. So I'll just say thanks, Dave. <laughs> we appreciate your... 30, 40 years of service, and uh, hopefully we'll get another 30 or 40. I would personally like to have another 40 yeah. years of <laughs> service. Well, just keep digging me up from the dead, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll make it happen. All right. Well, have a good one, and is All there right. anything you want to say to the fans? This is your big chance. Uh, thanks, everybody, for supporting us. Thanks for listening. All Cheers right. on. Ciao. All right, Dave. The man. The man. Himself. The man himself. Look forward to seeing him sometime. Totally. Well, you know, we always he's always seems to show up at some point. Hopefully those guys turn up some new demos. Yeah, I well, there's been talk, you know, they'll start it and then they'll abandon it. You, you know, know I, I recently saw somebody dredged up on YouTube like a, a live video of us playing that whole album in uh Portland or something. Yes, we went to uh was, was it Eugene? was the wow wow oh yeah eugene oregon yes we did two shows back in 2006 they got filmed you can find them on the internet and uh we did this whole saving faded dreams album which is one of my favorite uh contributions to our whole scene and it's available on mezzo music limited yes you can still buy it you can download the files that's the home of the straw men that's right home of the straw men and there's and, uh, more coming because Mark is just... Yeah, I think there needs to a, be another straw man album. just a fountain. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Get them so. going. Yeah. All right, so let's do this. Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
really say what I want to say. Words escape, do their damage, and float away like little rocket ships with laser beams. See? <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. No, that's not going to work. All right. <laughs> one of our oh there it shows. is okay so got i'm the holidays sorry coming up you know we're gonna do a big holiday show let's take it again <laughs> let's just take it again clean break One, two three hit it ha! i rarely say what i want to say words escape do their damage and float away little rocket ships with laser
Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> no, oh. we got miles before we say oh, that. Okay. Now, we're doing a big show today. This is a big show. Dude, this is a big it's show. Really big show. A it's really a big show. It's a big show. responsibility. It is, man. This is heavy, man. We're doing some heavy scenes. It's heavy, man. Yeah. I feel like it's really heavy. You do? Are you feeling the heaviness right yeah, now? Yeah, my ear's ringing like crazy. Well, maybe we need to ask for money, beg for money, and that'll kind of lighten the mood. <laughs> you think? Okay. Well, you want to do the, uh, want to do the, do the, you want to pass the hat, Mike? No, I don't want to pass the hat. I just want to say that uh, we thank you for your endless contributions, and, and we'd like you to do a, a little bit more. <laughs> dig deep. Uh, we know that uh, Thanksgiving is coming up next week, and uh, we won't be able to spend it with you. So this is the pre-Thanksgiving show, and if you're thankful, uh, do some giving. Uh, and we will be having a post-Thanksgiving show. Yeah, we're going to do a post-Thanksgiving show. We might even have some leftovers. Yep. We're going to do some leftover songs. I know that. Half-baked. Uh, <laughs> PayPal dot me slash M-I-C-R-O-7-7-S for PayPal. Venmo is at M-I-C-R-O-7-7-S. And uh, I don't know why I asked this, but if you want to write a check, <laughs> write a big one. If you're going to spend money on, you know, if you're going to sin, sin big, right? Send big, 77SLTD, make it out to, write it, P.O. Box 1441 Citrus. When life gives you lemons. Heights. And not the lows. California 95611. Thank you for that eloquent offering this week, Chris. Once um, again, our buddy Chris Harrelson here, sturdily chugging along with He's got a lovely scarf on today. It's a shame. He does. It's a shame it's, yeah, that he's a, shame that a little not, camera know, shy. The Chris Cam is, is the Chris Cam has died. Chris a, Cam is a, a sad bit, death. Oh, uh, we might bring it back. Do you want to stand point. up? Just take a bow real quick. A quick bow. No, it's That's okay. Maybe not right. so much. Hey, Bruce did a good job on this one, so I'm going to play. It's called "Find a Reason." Two 
Nass and it was down, digga, digga, down. I thought I had some. It does? There were, no, it's. Right. Like, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's for the record. Those guys, what great oh, songwriters, man, just, dude. You know, these things just play themselves. It's like. Bill Harmon. Bill Harmon. Let's uh, give a shout out to Bilk. You know, we probably need to interview him. I kind of blew it. I should have gotten him on the hill. Yeah, you should have had all three of them. You really didn't prepare this right. I know. Well, you know. But this is um, this is the Dave show. It's the Dave show. I don't want Bill to steal the... We'll do another thing with some of his other compositions to do a segment and then have a Bill show. That'd be great. And I will zoom him in and we'll get him. All right. <sighs> Let's see. So here we go. Another so song we're, we're, with the word reason play, in it. We're going to have to play all these again for the Strawman show, you know. Maybe we'll get Mike back to play that with us. Yeah, so we can that have all would the be parts. very hip. That would be very hip. Take some of the load off of me. I mean, this is hard for me to do all this. I'm trying to play all the leads, play the bass, play the rhythms, all the fills, sing. Well, let me just tell you, you know what? This is work. I, if, I, if there were if any other... too much of th me. There is no other place in the world but right here where you're surrounded by anybody who would possibly... I know. I feel the love. I do. They, like, not, yeah, there's, there's no there's, lack of love. I've there's always... anyone who's going to absolutely think one iota of have, have one bit of sympathy for you. It's going to be these people okay. right here. So you, thanks. So you've done, you've done what needed to be done, Mike. You've okay, placed yourself you. in the optimum position. Thank you. To complain. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Where people will listen to your get this right. Your cries. Thank you. And then you. And you even ask them to support you while you do it. Yes, and I'm asking for money. It's a deal. It's Send the deal money. of the century. Send money and love me. Love me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got it. All right, that's good. All right, that's enough. Okay, so uh, <sighs> let's do one of my personal favorites. In fact, this was the song that really clinched the deal for me on wanting to get involved with this album personally. Oh. I heard this one. It's like the killer. It's where the album peaks.
chord again. Nice. I think we ended a song on that chord earlier in the show. I love that chord. Yeah, that's a band with a real sound, man. Uh, when those guys get together, you know, they, they really they have a thing that keeps kind of keeps coming. I mean, it's a shame that the world at large um, is blissfully unaware of uh, this band, this record, this whole thing. I mean, it, it could bring so much joy to so many people. And like us, they'll never know. We, 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 we plunder forward in obscurity, and, and we have you guys, you know. And we the drop, few, the proud. The we faith. drop these little competitive things along the way, with, we're, and, and they don't even compete with anybody. No. I mean, we're competing with ourselves. Are we going back to the? Are we going to the pity portion of? Yeah, the show? We're, we're. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Sorry, it's, I can't. It's the pity stop. Pity stop. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, this is what I would call a challenging retribution type show, uh, but <laughs> but you know, Dave made such such a significant contribution to the band. Continues to. Whenever we tour, we, we still bring him out. And, uh, you know, we almost lost him. Uh, he does not take lightly the fact that, you know, hundreds of you were praying for him when he had was battling that Hodgkin's lymphoma. He's uh, a rock star, man. Yeah, man. He beat that thing. And, and he ended up like God. being a... Um, like a cinematographer or like a, a, a video guy in, in on uh, safaris in Africa or something? Yeah, he, he's done a lot of things like that. And he's just a, he's a renaissance man. He is. Hey! He really is. He's a renaissance man. Well, it's time for the hymn show, and we want to uh, close out with uh, a song that I'd forgotten about. Um, when we did the album with Sean Doty uh, back in 1999, uh, youth music um the album closed with a beautiful hymn that sean wrote and this expresses his heart like nothing i could ever say about the man you know uh he was a colorful guy and we miss him and uh just want to pay tribute to him today with this beautiful tune it's called uh one by one Fed the crowd one by one. He healed the blind when the day was done. Men left old lives behind and followed the sun. These men bowed to the Holy One.
They pierced his side To see the deed was done The blood washed men Darkness covered the sun day he died Is the day he Save. 